0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Roses and Weeds, a City of Tyler podcast where we explore the roses of great things happening in our community and get into the weeds on any current event or issue. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Sam Brady, and I'm joined, as always, by by no by nobody. Jose <laughs> <laughs> I've got like these great guests, of course, but Veronica is out with uh, with one of our, our kids who's, who's sick today, so it's gonna be me solo hosting the Roses and Weeds. But that's all right. We got some great guests, and something I've been really excited to showcase for a while because. It's a part of the namesake of the of the show. It's a part of what makes Tyler so special. We have some guests from the Tyler Municipal Rose Garden here to talk to us. Can you guys both introduce yourself? Let's we'll start with you, Leanne.
1: My name is Leanne Robinette, and I am the Senior Manager of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism for the City of Tyler.
2: Perfect. And you, Jose? Hi, I'm Jose Parga, and I am a Superintendent for the Rose Garden and Parks. Perfect.
0: Now, Sometimes we mention something that's been referenced in previous episodes, and so I'm going to have any episodes we mentioned linked here, but one I'm going to draw the listeners' attention to before we get into it is the history of Tyler with Henry Bell when we sat down with him, because he went over the symbol of the rose and how it has meant so much to Tyler for so long, how... It used to be, I think it was like apricots and other exotic fruits in Tyler until there was this huge crop failure, and then the town rallied around roses, and roses have been a deep part of the community and symbol of this area ever since. That's perhaps most exemplified in the Tyler Rose Garden, which you guys both have a lot to do with. I was wondering if you might be able to introduce to our listeners what the Tyler Rose Garden is and just any other things about it that they may not know about it, especially if it's their first
2: time hearing about this attraction.
1: Okay. I will let Jose talk about the garden since <laughs> that's his, uh, his favorite thing to do.
2: The purpose of the Rose Garden, it was to display a living catalog of all roses that were grown in Tyler. Mm. You know, that way you can have a good view of all the uh, different varieties that the uh, rose industry has to offer.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very good. And it's the largest municipal rose garden in America. Is that right?
2: That is correct.
0: Wow. That's really cool.
1: The largest municipal rose garden. We have 14 acres of rose bushes, 500 varieties, about 38,000 bushes.
0: Yes, that is correct. That's amazing. What's the prime time to experience these roses?
1: Ooh, I love the spring. The spring, I think a lot of our bushes are just much, they bloom prettier in the spring. But obviously, rose festivals in the fall. And the garden is just as beautiful in the fall as well. What do you think, Jose?
2: Yes, those are the two times of the year where the roses are a full bloom. But they also bloom throughout the whole year. It's just that they don't do as well during the spring or the fall. That's awesome.
0: So where is this located at in Tyler?
2: The physical address is
1: 420 420,
2: (laughs) Rose Park Drive.
0: In Tyler, Texas. Perfect. That's right by the Harvey Convention Center. Yes and that's sir. kind of on the way to the airport if you're heading out there. And right it's off Front north Street. B- perfect, yes. Yeah. Not exactly north or south, Tyler, just kinda of the heart of Tyler, really, yeah. right there. Directly right there. in the middle. Right in the middle. Yes, sir. <laughs> perfect spot. Yeah, that's great. And if you haven't had a walk around it, I would really encourage it any time of the year. It's a great spot for Pokemon Go. <laughs> <if> <laughs> this that's is your fancy, true. Or just looking around. One thing I like when I see it is how much it's been a part of the community in so many different ways. There's the Rose Festival. There's the Rose Queens. There's the beautiful museum of the the dresses for the different Tyler Rose Queens over the history, which is really remarkable. But then also there's like Eagle Scout projects that have done improvements in it. There's different charitable or other... Just just group societies have gone together and helped participate Lots in it. Lots of garden clubs. Garden clubs. Smith County
1: Master Gardeners.
0: It's an artifact of the community. It, yes. it, roses are what brought Tyler together way back when in the big World Fair. And it's kind of continued to be a unifying symbol of Tyler, which is really, really cool.
1: It for sure has. Yeah. And yes. it's, the, it's the largest tourist attraction that we have. Hundreds of thousands of tourists come through the facility and the garden a year and um, we get them from all over. I know recently we had a couple people from Taiwan, Japan, China, I mean all over the world. So it's it's a lot of fun to be able to meet those people and to know that they're actually coming specifically to visit the Rose Garden.
2: Mm, That's excellent. Yes, there is a time of the year when the roses are not really doing well. We also have other areas that you can visit within the Rose Garden, Mm -hmm. which is the Ideal Garden and the Heritage Garden that offers a different perspective of the garden other than, than just roses.
0: That's great, so if it's maybe not roses are blooming right at this moment, there's still a whole bunch of community gardening and attraction to see. Yes, that is correct. Okay, very cool. So what's you guys have a lot of experience with the Tyler Rose Garden. I've, I've been through it a, a number of times and it's, it always really impresses me every time I get there. But if someone maybe hasn't been in a while, what's something you would encourage someone to see that you think is very special that's maybe not well known about that area?
1: Well, I love the arbors that are at the back of the garden that have the climbing roses on them. Is that, didn't y- y'all built those recently, right?
2: Yes. Those had been there probably for a couple of years. They're Peggy Martin roses and they're climbers and they just really look really nice during the spring.
1: Yeah. It's my favorite part. Um, recently they bloomed in this last spring and they're beautiful and our guys built actually some arbors and it's off of Houston Street and so Mm. when you go through the back of the garden before you get to the entrance when they're in bloom it's it's just a beautiful sight
0: that's amazing now Jose I understand you know a lot about these gardens from Leanne and from others you're the person who really understands the Tyler Municipal Rose Gardens how long have you worked with uh, Tyler Rose Gardens and how have you seen it change in your tenure how long have you been with Parks, Jose?
2: <laughs> Well, actually, I have worked for Parks for 29 years. Wow, that's amazing. But, that's a uh, long time. <laughs> at the garden, it's just for, I think it's going on five years. Okay. Yeah, I have learned a lot now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there any way you've seen it change or evolve during those five years?
2: Yes. When I came to the Rose Garden, the Rose Garden was in really bad shape, mm. and we had to...
1: That was the year of the freeze. Yes,
2: right. that was the year of the freeze. And we had to replace probably 70, 75% of the whole garden. Wow. Uh, as far as plant. And it was a lot of work, but we used different techniques of planting to where now we are not doing double planting, but doing single planting, which I think we're going back to the double planting. Mm.
1: It makes the beds look a little fuller. yes.
0: For the listener,
2: Jose is making a face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of changes. I mean, we have gone through... We've
1: gone through a lot of personnel changes in the garden over the last several years. And yeah, Jose was kind of brought in when the garden wasn't doing so well and we lost a whole bunch. And Stephanie Franklin, our managing director, gave him the challenge of coming in and trying to make it better. And Jose was pretty hesitant at first. He was like, I don't know anything about roses. I can't, you know, and Stephanie was like, we have faith in you. And sure enough, Jose came in and changed the garden and it's never looked better. Mm-hmm. The last couple years during blooming season, the garden has received so many compliments from people all over, but especially with the Rose festival and visit Tyler and our local gardeners, our guys do a really great job out there. We have Four full-time groundskeepers, one crew leader, and then the superintendent out there full-time.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's something I've heard again and again is that it's Tyler Rose Gardens have never been better. And that Jose and the whole team there has had a lot to do with that. So if you haven't experienced the Rose Gardens in a while, I'd really encourage you to do it. I uh, moved to Tyler right during the freeze. So the first time I walked around those municipal gardens was when it was, uh, I was told 25% or so of what it had been as far as number of blooms and of flowers and everything there too. So it's been interesting. I've never known it before, but I've heard better than ever uh, again and again. So that's very special and it's such a treasured artifact of Tyler. So if you're here for a day or for your lifetime, (laughs) make sure that's a part of your experience of Tyler because it's very special. Absolutely. I'm so interested in the community and the and groups that that come and use it what What are some events that the Tyler Rose Garden hosts? Well,
1: every year the parks department puts on a holiday in the garden bazaar okay um, and that's usually in December around there sometime. We have a a bunch of stuff and activities for children. we have some vendors set up it It's just a really pretty magical time around the holidays. We also light up the garden and we have a five year plan on actually making trying to get the entire garden lit up during their holidays so that people can come through and they still have something to visit when our roses are not in bloom. We have the rose festival, obviously, is every October. Rose season is October, third week in October. But other than that, we have a lot of private events. So a lot of people get married in the Rose Garden. My sister mm. actually got married in the Rose Garden about 10 years ago. It's a beautiful place to have a wedding. People come out there all the time to take prom pictures and, you know, people propose to their significant others in the garden and you know they make it all a very magical time so
0: that's great how many weddings did you say you'd you'd get in a year
1: Ooh, a lot
0: a lot (laughs) um
1: in the hundreds for sure yeah that's amazing yeah so it's it's definitely a popular place to get married and as it should be it's beautiful
0: that's very cool yeah uh, veronica and i got married at a Tyler municipal area it wasn't the rose gardens it was the
1: Goodman LeGrand.
0: Listen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Goodman They LeGrand. have a rose. Yes. We
1: have a small rose garden at Goodman, too. Yes. You
0: yes. sure do. It wouldn't we have do. been a Tyler, Texas marriage without some roses <laughs> being off there to the Absolutely.
2: side. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, Chamberlain's Garden in the Goodman Park, which okay. is also maintained by the Rose Garden Mm-hmm.
0: oh wow so it, it's a part of the whole Ex- yes expression. It well, sure that's, that's right. so wow. it's an extension of
1: the rose garden so technically you know you could say y'all kind of got married there you <laughs> go <laughs>
0: we count we're one of them <laughs> yeah that's awesome is there anything else you guys want to get the word out about
1: well i believe that we um we're here to kind of let y'all know about the national register of historic oh, places please. right yes. yeah yeah So the Rose Garden was actually placed on the National Register of Historic Places. We started this application process back in August of 2016. I actually flew to Laredo in January of 2019 to go before the Texas Board. And it got approved and got sent on to the National Board. And we were actually officially written in the National Register in March 22nd of 2019. Wow. So we are a national historical place, which is really, really exciting. It's exciting that a garden was actually placed on this register, which is really very rare. Mm. And we went through a very extensive application process, hundreds of pages. And obviously it took us two years, but it was definitely worth it.
0: That's so great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And We're also, really excited. It's the culmination of a lot of love and work and it being a huge part of the community. So that's, that's just so great. I'm very happy for that. How do you envision that the park changing with that park?
1: Well, that's the point. I, we don't want it to change. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It'll be there for many, many years. Yes, it'll, <laughs> or forever. <laughs> yes, forever and ever.
1: Um, it really means that way beyond us that nobody can come in and ruin it. And that's kind Great. of, it's, it's, it's a way for us to protect the rose garden. Um, even when I was in Laredo and I was talking to some of the board members, you know, they said in today's society and world, you just wouldn't see a rose garden like this being built. Mm. And I think that that's really important to remember that we need to, you know, protect this part of our heritage and the history, especially in our city, and keep it around for many, many, many generations to come.
0: That's such a great point. Who would be building a giant, several acres big, municipal rose garden today? <laughs> you know, yeah, not many you people. See it. <laughs> and then, especially in Tyler, where it's been such a part of the community and culture for so long, and is such a treasured and kind of celebrated part of who we are. That's really excellent. I'm very happy for that.
1: Yeah, we are really, really yes. excited. So, do you want to give them a little bit of history on the garden, Jose, of why we actually got on this register? When was the garden built?
2: The construction of the Rose Garden started in 1939. That's when the original plans started to get developed.
1: It was a WPA project.
2: Yes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. The project was impaired by World War II Mm -hmm. to where even the architect of the garden had to go and serve. Mm -hmm. He failed to return from it. He was an Air Force pilot, Mm -hmm. and he did not come back on, I think, 1944. November of 1944, he did not come back. So, during that time, nothing was done to the rose garden.
1: Nearly uh, 10 years passed.
2: Yes. Oh wow.
1: Before they actually came back in. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, in 1946, Bob Shelton was brought to the parks, and he worked as a as a superintendent, mm-hmm. and he took up on the project. There was a lot of uh, a lot of challenges. A lot of people didn't think that you could put a rose garden in the area where the rose garden is set and he was just one of those guys determined to get it done and and he got it done eventually in 1952 that's when the the rose garden opened its doors for the for the first time
0: whoa okay I really appreciate that historical context. I was here so focused on the experience of the Rose Gardens today. But you guys just became a historical landmark and this history is so interesting to me and I'm sure will be for the listener too. So that's all really cool. Has it been running continuously since 1952, I think you said? Yes.
2: Yes, sir, it has. Every year from that time on, I I think I I assumed that the Rose Festival was also, that's when Mm -hmm. they started. And for all these years we have, A lot of records to where the garden has looked really beautiful since that Mm. time.
0: That's true. I guess it would be pretty well documented year by year with the festival. (laughs) It's an interesting way to keep track of what was happening when at the garden.
2: (laughs) Yes. All
0: right, so continuously operating all that time. And I should add (coughs) that that is... In good years and in bad, because the first year I came to Tyler and experienced it was the year of the freeze, when there was just 25%, but it still was opened doors, was still a treasure. And that was a year when the garden was undergoing some difficulties with the weather and everything like that, too. In good years and bad, it's a symbol of, of who we are, so it's very nice.
1: Absolutely. And so now that we're on this register, that means that, you know, nobody can come in and really change anything about the garden without special permits Mm. which is great for us so that we know the work that we're doing now will also transfer you know many years to come many generations to come but it just means that it's it's sacred and it'll be protected way beyond me and jose you know being here so that's always a great feeling
0: absolutely it's going to be a part of tyler for here on out Will the displays, can the displays change a little bit from year to year, the, the plantings? Or are the, are, is the way it looks as experienced now going to be preserved?
1: It'll be preserved. The integrity of the garden just can't be changed. Mm. So the way the garden is set up, the layout of the garden will not be able to change much at all. Okay. Um, actually, the the wall that is in the garden, when you go out onto the patio of the facility when you look left that wall is the original entrance to the garden way back in the 1930s and so that's kind of where they focused when we wrote this application was that entrance so the layout of the garden won't change much though from that okay so they can replant roses but the actual layout of the garden cannot change
2: yes and sometimes you have to change different techniques of planting but that is not going to have anything to do with the historical value of the uh, mm. uh, of the garden.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so interesting to think about. We're closer now to 2050 than to 1950, so your, the garden as it's experienced now will be, conceivably, how it will be experienced on its 100 year anniversary of continuous use in the 2050s. Here, yes.
2: So that's really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we live to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
0: Well, something I like to ask everyone when they come on the show is what's something special about Tyler that you see through your role you think people might not know about?
1: My favorite thing about Tyler is the fact that we have a community that never fails to step up when we need them. We have a community that cares. We have a community that shows up. For those in need we have lots of events that go on and require volunteers they just never fail us there's such a great community involvement and passion for the city of tyler and that's my favorite part when i go to other cities or i visit my family my brother lives in indianapolis and i have a sister that lives in mesquite and you know they're always just so amazed at all the stuff that we get to do in tyler and how involved our citizens are and i just feel really proud that i work and live in a city that it's so important to everybody.
2: That's great. How about you, Jose? Uh, to me, it's pretty much the same, the same thing. When I go to another city, the first thing that I do is pay attention on some of the areas that they have or recreation, as it can be parks or gardens. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is mm-hmm. that the way we present our parks to our citizens is just uh, top-notch. Mm. And I'm just proud to do that.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of parks, and they are all such a part of the community. They're not just a place where you can go walk around if you happen to think about it on a random Saturday. There are films being shown there at night. Like you mentioned, there are events and just different ways, festivals that happen at these things. They're very living, breathing components of the community and centers for community organization. So that is very nice. So, Pop quiz for you, Sam. Okay. How many parks do we have? You know, I, as a GIS analyst, <laughs> I... Do the service area analysis yes. for parks, so I should know this. I think in the twenties. <laughs> in the twenties, hey,
1: that's a that's a good guess. Yes. So we Maybe. have, technically, we have thirty. Okay. I think twenty-seven are listed, so you're about
0: right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. the
1: parks department maintains all of our parks, all thirty of them. Mm-hmm. We also maintain three cemeteries here. Um, those are historical and then we maintain about 120 medians
0: wow so yeah so we have a we have a lot when I do the service area analysis for you guys, it's pretty crazy how much <laughs> it just is becoming a picture of Tyler. <laughs> That's yes. Because yes. it's about a half mile for some service and then a whole mile for other services yes. from any of these parks maintained mm-hmm. areas. And it's it's a massive band of Tyler. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And they're spread out deliberately. So everyone is within that half mile or a mile at least of, of, a, of a Tyler Park or Tyler outdoor area. Yes, sir. Which is really cool. It's all over the place. North, south, east, west. Yes. We
1: have tons of parks all over.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there's. There's always extensive show notes on this episode, so if you forget the address, the phone number, the website, for the Tyler Municipal Rose Garden, that's all included in the show notes. So however you're listening to it, you can just click through that to take a look at it, to get directions for it, and to help make that a part of how you experience Tyler here in the future. And thanks so much, guys. I really love exploring and getting to know the Tyler Rose Garden with you.
1: Oh, thanks, Sam, for having us.
2: Thank you so much.